0: Hey, it's me, snarky Democrat, with my wonderful wife, Laura. Hi, Laura.
1: Hi. Hi, everybody.
0: We're excited because uh, we're uh, we're gonna go see the Mission Impossible movie next week. <laughs> so we. <play laughs> or maybe
1: the... tomorrow. Oh yeah,
0: tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. tomorrow. yeah, maybe uh, tomorrow. So that's why we use the music. It's exciting music. It's exciting music, isn't it? Yes. Yes, and it's exciting times. Yes. It is exciting. So we're going to talk about a few things. The first thing we're going to talk about, because it just came up last night, was uh, uh, Joe Biden suddenly might be interested in running for president. Of course, throwing everything into a complete tizzy. But off the top of our heads, what do you think, Laura, about Uncle Joe throwing his hat in a ring?
1: You know what? I love Joe Biden. I
0: love Joe Biden.
1: I really do. I Joe Biden, I mean, you know, they talk about... And they shouldn't, but they talk about Hillary being inauthentic. But the most authentic person is Joe Biden. He's just so real. I just hope that he, if he de- decides to run, that he decides to run. I know that Bo, his son who passed away, really wanted him to run, wanted him to promise him he was going to run. But, you know, I think that he has a good chance.
0: I thought, it's funny, I thought that too when I heard. Uh, when I heard that, you know, part of the reasoning for for Joe wanting to run was he promised Bo, and I, I kind of I was I, I don't I'm not saying anything negative about Joe. I love Joe Biden. I just don't, I don't think that's the right reason to run for president. You know, I can't imagine that loss. What I, you know, very few of us can. Uh, he's I love already, Joe. He
1: lo- already lost a wife and All a right, daughter, right. and now his son. And I just think that he's a person who can relate. He's he's a real guy.
0: You you just made me think, though, when you literally just now when you were saying that, I thought, does does he is he going to attempt a run, and then you know sort of bow out or something in in essence being a nod to his promise to bow in order to keeping his you you know in essence he promised to run he didn't necessarily promise to win, you know so if he ran and and pulled out he would be keeping his promise. But to go back to your other point about him being authentic, he is. In fact, in a perfect world, Joe would be uh, like the model of what a great politician could be like. And I know Joe's had his his own personal foibles and demons over the years, uh, uh, but he's a straight straight talker. He stayed in touch with the people as much as he possibly could for a guy from Washington. You know, the, the famous story about Joe taking Amtrak... Between Delaware and, and Washington, D.C. on a regular basis that people would see him every day in the car, you know, like, right. like your dad or my dad used to go to work on the Long Island Railroad. Uh, so I don't know. It's up in the air right now. And we, we all agree we love Joe. You know, it would put Barack in a pickle. Yes, who's, he, who's he going to pick? Yes, you that know? would
1: that would be a pickle.
0: His Secretary of State or his VP? Honestly, I'd have to say if I was Barack, I'd have to go with Joe. I know. Joe's his right-hand I man. Know. The two of them have a, a serious relationship. Yes. I've never seen a president and vice president embrace so sincerely, so heartfeltly yes. as I've seen Joe and Barack, you know? Yeah,
1: it's a, it's a, it puts an interesting spin on things.
0: It does. Okay, off to the nice, fluffy stuff, and now down to business and why we're here. Of course, we're here because Republicans are absolute assholes, and they want to ruin America and destroy everything, and they don't, they don't, want, to, they don't want to govern. They just want to win. They want to, they want to uh, run the narrative, and they want to win, and then once they win, they're going to ruin everything, so they can prove to you that government sucks. That's their theory. Government sucks. Elect us, and we'll prove it. That should be their bumper sticker. So first, we're going to talk about the Iran deal. Oh, my God. Who let these people in charge of telling us what to think? Okay. I I uh, what do you think, Laura? <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I know you're about to take a sip of tea. I'm sorry. Uh but I didn't want to start blowing well, up. Well,
1: I I just I just think that for now it is the best deal. What happens in 10 years? They keep saying, well, if we don't do this deal, what happens in 15 minutes? You know, uh,
0: you know what you said something I have to interrupt. Okay, you said good. you said, you know, what happens in 10 years, okay? But what you're doing is I'm sorry, you're following their narrative because they've convinced everybody that after 10 years, right, that Iran will get their weapon in two months. Why? I'm sorry, not why, how? Television commercials, whisper campaign, letter campaign, and that's what they do. That's what they do, okay? Here's the deal. We don't know for a fact that in 10 years, when this deal is up for renegotiation, it doesn't end magically. It's not like a subscription to the gym. Boom, right. it's over, right? Okay, so we don't know what happens in 10 years. I'll tell you this. I don't think we're going to... These people talk like we're not going to do anything for 10 years. We're going to sit with our hands full, of- and then suddenly the bell goes off. 10 years is up. Here's our bomb. Okay, there's the reality of 10 years of negotiating. We don't know in 10 years if they can do that. We don't know in 10 years it- what-, what happens there. They're defining it for us, and people are going along with it, and that's bullshit.
1: But what we do know... Is if there is no deal, they will have a bomb very soon. Yes, that's what we do know. So, is it the best deal on the planet that could possibly ever, in a gazillion years, be uh, come up with? No, it's not. We, we, but don't, it's, we, we don't
0: know that. But we don't know that. You and I have not read this plan. No, we're I've going by what we hear. Excerpts
1: of it, and and I would say that I, you know, I'm definitely for it. Let's of course, go I'm
0: for, for it. it. Yes. Why? Here's, the, here's the thing. Let's cut it down so that let's cut the bullshit and go right to the chase, okay? Are you for negotiating with your enemies or are you for ignoring your enemies? Which do you think is a better strategy? What mindset do you have to think ignore? You know, the Bush administration, I Googled this this morning, okay? Part of the same false narrative that's fl- yeah. flying around about this whole thing is that the Bush administration ignored Iran. Okay they actually didn't for the first few years of their administration they attempted to to interact with Iran it didn't fit their structure it didn't fit their fan base okay so they gave up and they went with the with the uh, uh, sanctions and in the time that Iran was not being negotiated their nuclear capability went up by thousands of percent thousands okay you got that they kicked out uh, the I A Oh, I forgot what it's called. The International Nuclear...
1: Uh, A-E-I-O-U. A-E-I-O-U. <laughs> yeah.
0: The E-I-E-I-O. Okay, so now you can make fun of me, right? Like I'm not really a pundit. There you go. But the point is, they didn't cooperate. And while we sat here not doing anything with Iran, they went ahead and built up their nuke began. And now, suddenly, it's Barack's fault that they have 19,000... Uh, again, I'm using words I don't even know. Recyclers, thermodynamic whatever those things are. Turbines. I don't know. Okay. But the point is you want to engage your enemy. Even your hero, Saint Ronald Reagan, you know, wrote to, to Gorbachev and he said, What the fuck's that thing on your head? No, you wrote to <laughs> Gorbachev and they had the Cold War ended. You know, I can't I can't deny it. I lived through it. Ronald Reagan was president when the Cold War started to end.
1: Well their their plan is to keep the sanctions in place and, and if they don't work, then we're gonna bomb them. Then we're going to put troops on the ground. This is their answer to everything. Why not sit down at the table, which we have, and negotiate something that gives us, I mean, you know, from what I can tell, we are going to have inspectors in there constantly inspecting to make sure that they do not oh, well, violate you know, well, the wait, agreement. Wait
0: a minute, don't you know that there's a 28-day a waiting period uh, before the inspectors can get in? And of course, because I know everything about nuclear physics, just like all the right-wing turd samples, right? Uh, the deal is, they have 28 days before they have to let an inspector... They're going to make a nuclear bomb in 28 days and strap it to a a, a, a moolah's back and set... Uh, here's the thing. I don't think you can make a nuclear bomb in 28 days. I really don't. Maybe Michael Savage wants to disagree with me, but I don't think you can.
1: I don't think it's about this at all. I think it's about, here again, the Republicans look at President Blackenstein and they will not allow him to do anything or get any credit for anything moving us forward in the world. If it was President-Republican, this would have been passed already and there would be... Oh, Tick or take oh, parades sorry. about how wonderful if, it is. If we
0: had a Republican president for six years, okay, for the last six years, and unemployment went from 9% to 5%, and the stock market went from, did I say stock? Stock market went from 8,000 to 16,000, okay? Exactly. If, 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 if all those things happened, if he got our troops out of Iraq, if he saved the auto industry with a bailout, if... He killed Bin Laden. If a Republican president did this, there would be a fucking national holiday called St. Tongue Up yeah. St. Ronald Reagan's Ass yeah. Day. Yes. Oh, and by the way, homosexuality, yeah. illegal. Yeah. Right. Mexicans, yeah. enslaved. Women would have strange objects way up their uterus yeah. taking pictures. Yeah. It'd be a frickin' press opportunity in there. Yes. So anyway, yes, everything about this Iran deal is against the president. God forbid the president gets credit for doing something Here's the deal. John Kerry said, we saw John, and we know, it's not like we are John Kerry groupies, okay? But John Kerry said, you're worried about 15 years from now with this Iran deal, you're worried about 15 years from now? Okay, if you have no deal, 15 years starts tomorrow.
1: Right, exactly. Okay? If
0: you ignore your enemy, he's going to make a big gun in his backyard and come and get you. Yes. All right? But the bottom line is, they are constructing my next point, the famous false narrative. This is something that's been on my mind for a long time. I am so sick and tired of Republicans controlling the storyline, okay? Here's the deal. Um, let's go through. A, I have a couple of examples here I want to talk about. I was watching MSNBC, of course, and I was seeing an interview with Karen Finney. I don't know if you remember Karen Finney. Yes, sir.
1: She's uh, working for Hillary now.
0: Right. She's a, she's a spokesperson for Hillary she's right. a, because she mm-hmm. came from the press. Right. We saw her. She had a show briefly on MSNBC before, before MSNBC went nuts <laughs> and kicked everyone off we liked and replaced it with 24 hours of Chuck Toad. Okay, anyway. Karen's on. First question's about, I don't know, the email situation. And she defends. Defends. She goes okay. into a defense. Excuse me. This is not right. You are allowing them... To define the conversation. Right. My first question to anybody will be uh, what does an email from 2008 have to do with Benghazi from 2012? Did she go back in time and make emails to send to herself so she could hide them on her? I mean, it's out of control. This is what they've gone from. This is what they've gone from. They've gone from Obama's from another country, and Hillary sat there and laughed while four Americans die. They've gone from that to she has two email addresses. That's what they've gone to. But here's the deal. This is swift boating.
1: And they're swift boating Hillary like they did John Kerry and they will not stop. They laser focus on one thought or one word and they keep saying it until the public thinks it's true. If somebody keeps saying to you Benghazi, Benghazi, she did terrible things, she let her friend die, she doesn't care, Benghazi, Benghazi, people start to believe that it's true. I gotta say this, it's brilliant. The only thing is, it's so wrong it's so unfair and lies
0: because they have no they have no soul they have nothing there's no humanity there there's no humanity and there's no plans for anything
1: they will okay, swift boat her but let
0: me tell you something again this goes to the false narrative structure we cannot allow them to define shit right here's the deal hillary is untrustworthy they are playing this to the ground really why does, why do we why do we even stop and defend this bullshit. Tell the press, tell your friends, tell everybody you know. That's bullshit. Okay. She was a secretary of state. She is a lawyer, a mother, a grandmother, a wife, a wife who was wronged. Okay. A senator. Okay. She didn't have an affair. She had no affair. Okay. So please tell me why I shouldn't trust her. Because she has two emails. That's bullshit. It's all bullshit. I said this about Barack. Everything they said about Barack from January 20th, 2009 is bullshit because it's predicated on hating Barack. Not about principles and values, about hating Barack. Okay, trust comes from proof, from previous actions. Do you have a friend? Uh, Oh, how about this? Do you have a husband that might have cheated on you? You can trust that he might do it again. I said might, but you can trust it. Okay, because it happened before right? Uh, there's a guy on the internet who was banned, I read this this morning, banned from Twitter, Chuck Johnson. Okay? okay. He's a conservative troll,
2: mm-hmm. and he
0: goes around and plants false stories and lies and, 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 and absolutely contributes to this poisoning of the general mindset by people. Okay? Now, trust. Trust is about what you've done and how you've earned. I could sit here and say all this bullshit all I want. But Republicans, I could trust Republicans to do nothing. I can trust them to do absolutely nothing because that's what they... Oh, no, I could trust them to pass hateful laws because they've done that. I could trust them to want to take the the food out of the mouth of of kids on welfare because they've done it. I could trust them to get Americans killed because they've done it. All right? I could trust them like 3,000 dead on 9-11 because President shit for brains wouldn't read a memo a month before. I can trust that from the Republican. That's what I can... I can trust them to hate, um, to, to hate America. See, they say they love America, but I trust that they hate it because they hate gays, they hate immigrants, they hate Latinos, they hate women. The list goes on. They love America, they hate Americans. Yes. Is that amazing? They love America, they hate Americans. Exactly. So I, So that's how a narrative... See, that's how a narrative works. You can have two narratives. The narrative I tell you or the narrative that you could look at and believe. This is the narrative I believe. I could trust the Republicans to run America into the ground. They threatened, they shut the government down. That's how much they love America. They'd rather burn it than let blacks, women's, Latinos, and gays have a say in it, not take over because this country is 70% white and Christian. So don't give me any bullshit about I'm worried about a bunch of, you know, uh, gay, black, lesbian, Latino, LBG, BLTs coming to get me. You know, that's bullshit. They're worried about losing stuff. I, listen, I did, I still do, and I've done comedy for a while, and we have this thing we call bomb lines. When a joke bombs, you have a funny thing you say to bring it back. Some comics I know love their bomb lines so much, they use them all the time, even when they don't bomb. And do you know this amazing thing happens? They convince the audience by the end of the show that they suck! Right. Because they kept using their bomb lines. That's how the mind works. If I keep telling you, like you said, Benghazi, 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 they believe that bullshit. Let me tell you something. Uh, so
1: we have to not defend it, we have to tell them, fuck you, you don't know what you're talking about. Right. Show me the facts. I want to see the facts and stop saying somebody's untrustworthy.
0: I don't, oh, uh, 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 oh, man, I was just off on this thing. Hey, this is, go ahead, get the phone. This is our guest this week, Dustin Chafin. He's a comedian, he's a commentator, he's a sweet guy, and he's right here with us on our snarky Democrat podcast. Hey, Dustin, how you doing? Hey, Dustin. Hey, hey
2: what's up, guys? How hey. are you?
0: Good, how you doing today?
2: Good, I'm
0: good. All right. Now you're a you're a comedian first and foremost. Yes. A rock star comedian, I might add. <laughs> you're you're a, you're. A, can I say this? You're a cowboy. Uh,
2: I come from Texas, and I sport a bit of a cowboy look. short. you, you i do not a horse in the city or anything.
0: But you, but you do come from Texas. I
2: do come from Texas.
0: And we're sorry about that.
2: Sorry that. Yeah, well, you know, don't judge all Texans right away.
0: They, they make it tough. I got to tell you, they, some of those guys down there make it tough. Yeah, you
2: know that's. I feel like that's a very small majority. Like uh, if you visit Texas, there's lots of people that are. You know, there's some really good. You know, Texans that are Democrats and have an open mind, and you just never see those people. They're not the ones that they put on. You know, Fox News or whatever. They're yeah, not but,
1: the squeaky wheels. That's yeah, why. But, but see, you're here. And
0: you're, you're here. Not, you're Yay. Not, not, you're here. not. You're not. You're not, here. not, not here. the average Texan.
2: Uh, the exception.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You, yeah, you and I talked before, and you have some, uh, you know, how would you say it? You know, you're not all one way. You're not all to the left. You're not. You're not certainly not to the right. How How would you describe yourself, kind of?
2: Um, you know, it's it's weird politically. It's like I kind of uh, I kind of come and go different places. I mean, I feel like a lot of me is Republican, and then but I vote Democrat because <laughs> if I knock my girl up, I want an option. And, you know, I believe in gay rights because I have a lot of gay friends. And, you know, so sometimes it'll, I'll just lean towards the rights of people more than really what I believe pol- politically. It just, To me, it's about everyone having rights. Because I get lost in how I feel about things politically because I feel, you know, it's, just, it's confusing for me sometimes. Because I'll read something and be like, oh, okay, that's what I believe in. That's the policy I can get behind. And then the next week, it'll be something that I didn't think that's what it was. And I get confused and I just don't care anymore i think the hardest thing for me is to not be like a zombie about it because sometimes i just won't feel anything politically and that's what scares me the most sometimes you know i think that's what keeps people from voting and stuff is you just get you get overwhelmed with all the crap that you hear and this guy says this guy and the democrats now they're angry going after this guy and the republicans are calling everybody out and i think that's the hardest thing for us most americans is just like just wanting to be involved and actually
0: give a shit Personally, I just I get tapped out. Yeah, you know, I'm going to see that, and a lot of people aren't even plugged in. I think almost the majority of the country isn't really plugged in politically. You know, that that, that in between elections, they have no interest. But but let me ask you this: Uh, Do you does it manifest in your act? You know, do you think that comes through? And I know you're also concerned a lot about the political correctness of today, especially with comedy. Um, you know, when
2: Bush was in office. Um, I was probably the peak of my comedy career because it was just so much to work with. <laughs> <laughs> so he was a goldmine for me. And, uh, you know, Obama, I feel like, not as funny. So it kinda, I kind of took a different turn in my act. But I definitely like to kind of, you know, poke him a little bit. And I feel like, um, yeah, there's a lot of PC that's happening now with comedy and art in general. And uh, I think it's something we have to keep fighting as artists to keep alive, to say what we want to say, and this is going to be an interesting election. I think it's going to be a lot of fun for comedians, you know, especially yourself and people that are actually saying political things. That you know, it's going to be. I mean, I can't wait for the debate and all. That. I mean, that's going to be hilarious. And you now the Koch brothers are and they're throwing their hat in, and it's just going to be madness.
0: This is a cheap question, but what do you think about Trump? What's
2: up? Uh,
0: what do you think about Trump?
2: Um, you know, what, what probably everybody else thinks about Trump. You know, I don't... I I feel like...
0: You mean like that he's a pompous asshole with the hair of a a baboon?
2: (laughs) Yeah, we all think that. (laughs) If 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 you don't think that, you know, something's probably wrong with you. And I think there's a lot of people with probably mental problems that are supporting him and stuff. And there's a lot of people in this country. And I also feel that, you know, there's people that just want to be ridiculous and they don't care what somebody like Donald Trump says. And I think it's like... You know, it's kind of like the guy that just likes a girl because she has big boobs. Like, he doesn't care that she's smart. He doesn't care that she, you know, has dreams and goals. He's just worried about that one thing. And Trump is a guy that says, says what he feels. And sometimes there's a group of people that, oh, he's just like me, you know? He's got that Walmart kind of uh, expression. And, and people just latch on to it. And it, it, that's all they care about. And you can't change them because I think a lot of times they're kind of like, I can't believe people think this way. And Like, I grew up in the South, and it's like, it's just that they don't care. I, they wanna raise their Confederate flag. They wanna just listen to country music and just trash Obama. I mean that that's just what they want to do. know, you know the wrong thing, it's
0: just their choice. I I they missed everything you like, said after Girl with Big
2: Boobs. <laughs> <laughs> so like the leader of the monkey, you know. <laughs> and he's, he's, he, that's the scary part,
0: you know. It is scary and that's and I think that's also part of the you know, part of the media. The media's involved, too. The media is like this crazy wild card in this whole thing. You know, the right, the left, and then the media. I do, I do believe, and we were talking about this, and I'm interested in your opinion about this, uh, uh, we were just talking about this idea of false narrative, about the idea of letting someone else define the conversation. You know, when we talk about things like, you know, is Hillary trustworthy? Uh, I'm a big Hillary supporter, and then now, all of a sudden, her trustworthiness comes into question. I think it's bullshit. I think that the right... Is keeps asking that question over and over and over until people start to believe it. We were just talking about before you came on. We were just talking about the concept of bomb lines, how a comic uses a bomb line, and some comics use them when they don't need them, and in essence convince the audience they suck. So basically, people are open to a suggestion if you keep saying it. Do you think there's some sort of false narrative, or do you think it comes from the other side?
2: Um, yeah. I was just it today. I, I, you know, took a. <laughs> Logging or whatever—it's a weird question because I knew I knew where you were going with it, you know. Where it's just
0: like—but you don't—you don't see it as as uh, uh, one way or over prevalent in one manner. you think it's kind of just a uh, an effect of society. And, and and when you talk about people, you know, sitting around going on and on with their with their pointless opinions and stuff, you aren't talking about me, are you? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, you know. <laughs> You're right about that, Dustin. Can can you plug yourself and tell people where they can see you and how they can see you and where they can hear you? Just whatever you whatever you want to tell people who are listening.
2: Uh, That's good. You can uh, yeah. You can catch you on DustinChafin.com. You can share Serious Act on the Inside Channel and uh, the Granite Hills Comedy Club all Comedy the City. And uh, yeah, sorry if I was all over the place. That's a tough one. I'm going to have to come back to you on that
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> you will come back. And thank you so much, Dustin. We will talk thank to you. you soon. All right. Thank Take care, right. man. I'll see, see you, you soon. Bye. Bye. That was Dustin Chafin, in case you didn't get it. D U S T I N C H A F I N dot com. He's a very funny guy. He was, I got to say, he was very serious. I thought he'd be funnier, but I'll tell you the truth. But he was, very, but he is. He's a very serious guy. But I, I just want to run back to before we get out of here because we're running out of time. Uh, Is this false narrative thing? You know, I I, I can't get away from it. And what I wanted to say, kind of to wrap it up, you know, is fight back. You know, I have this. I have my Facebook page. I have a lot of people like the page. I talk to a lot of people. I don't go to conservative pages and troll. I don't go and and get in fights. I don't. I know that's why I made my page. Leave me the fuck alone. This is my page. The Republicans come on my page, insult me uninvited, on my page, and then you get upset when I call them a name. I mean, it's the height of hypocrisy. But here's my point. Lefties don't like that. Lefties aren't big on liberally trolling around. Conservatives have it to a science. It's part of the false narrative. They, I'm telling you, it's that, it's that insidious. They go, into, they go into conversations between people and fuck things up. So listen, lefties, fight back, comment, interrupt, heckle, shout down, whatever. Break the cycle. I read about this. This is actual uh, tactics you use. There's a, 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 one of these false narratives going up uh, on some conservative page. Go to the page, read the false narrative, put something right in the middle. You people are nuts. You people are full of shit. This isn't right, blah, 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 whatever. You break, you break the rhythm, you yes. know, and that helps. It helps defeat it, you know. Here's a great story, true story, about uh, uh, a conservative page. Someone, a liberal guy, planted a story about Obama calling for the banning of the Tea Party flag. The <laughs> Don't Tread on Me flag. By yeah. the way, they couldn't, come up with a, they couldn't come up with an original flag. That's how, that's how pathetic Tea Tihadists are. That's how pathetic they are. They can't even come up with their own flag. They steal a flag from history. Then some guy makes up with, a whole week. The conservative media was out of their mind, wetting their panties over this. Obama wants to ban our Tea Party. Completely false. And then the guy shows up at the end of the week who wrote it and said, You people are out of your minds. I made this bullshit up. Anyway. You, you look shocked. <laughs> Well, it's just like
1: they said that, you know, Obama's going to attack Texas. Sorry, Dustin. But, you know, I mean, seriously? But,
0: you know, they stopped saying that for 20 minutes after that big flood while they were getting federal assistance, (laughs) right-wing stool samples, getting federal assistance, and then after they got the money to fix their houses, they went back to saying the government's going to invade. Don't
1: just listen and repeat. Use what the left is famous for, our independent thought we're much smarter than they are.
0: But I, 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 you know, I know you don't like when I disagree with you. Yes, I say object, heckle, whatever, but I don't care about getting in a conversation with them. Tell them, tell them you know, they have little dicks. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a Tell them anything, because it, it doesn't matter what you tell them. Don't tell them a fact. They'll shit on it, and they'll, they'll quote something from Breitbart. Fuck them. Go in there and say, I hope your next shit is square. Or I hope, you know, you get a nosebleed through your ear. I don't, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> Just say anything. Before we get out of here, we only have a few minutes left, It's the crazy shit. It's the three top crazy things said this week. You ready for this? Yes. Your hero, Chris Christie.
1: Oh God, can't stand him. Was
0: on uh, Chris Christie? No, Chris Christie was on the news this weekend, uh, and uh, the fellow asked him about. At a uh, Jake Tapper on ABC asked Christie at a national level at a national level, who deserves a punch in the face? This was something Christie said a while ago. He was Christie. Oh, the National Teachers' Union. Uh, The National Teachers' Union has already endorsed Hillary 16 months before the election. They're not for education for our children. They're for greater membership, greater benefits, greater pay for their members. Here's the best part. And they are the single most destructive force in public education in America. Wow. This is the National Teachers' Union. Wow. Wow. Right? See, I thought it was Mountain Dew. I thought Mountain Dew was the most destructive force in public education in America. But apparently Chris Christie knows better. It must be all those donuts. It gives him extra smarts in his brain. Okay? Bill O'Reilly! Everyone's favorite Bill (laughs) O'Reilly. You know, uh, hashtag Black Lives Matter, because there's this little thing where, you know, unarmed black people just keep getting killed by the police. Anyway, O'Reilly thinks they are an anarchist group. And uh, this was his quote, Oh, he was talking, by the way, he was addressing the fact that uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce gave money to Black Lives Matter, right? Because, you know, they're black. (laughs) Anyway, uh, do you think they know that they are giving money to an anarchistic group? I'm saying the word wrong. Anarchistic group? Like this that wants to tear down the country and is talking about genocide and really, really extreme things? I love that. Wait 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 wait! Genocide and, and re- really really extreme, extreme things, things. Like, like genocide
1: isn't a really well, really thing. It could be thing. like
0: genocide and then watching a marathon of Mama's Family. Yeah. One or the other. That's really. But the point is, Black Lives Matter. The reaction to cops gunning down black people—they're a terrorist group. They want to tear down the country. Can't you people just shut up about getting shot in the back when you run away? God damn it! Anyway, the winner this week—we're already going over—but it's worth it. The winner, who's the winner of the craziest batshit nutty fucking things anyone could say this week? Mike Fuckabee. Oh, All right. God. The president's foreign policy is the most feckless in America. There is no fecking. <laughs> there is no fecking in this history. It is so naive that he would trust the Iranians. By doing so, he will take the Israelis and march them to the door of the oven. I,
1: I can't even. I can't even deal with it. I can't. As a human being, this guy should be shot. As a no, Jew, let me shoot hear. him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> as a human being, he should be shot. As a Jew, let me shoot him. Uh, yes. I don't think there's much more we could say yeah. after that. You know, the best part about that is that six years ago he called for negotiations with the Iranians. Yes. But of he course, did. when Count Chocula does it, uh, we're going to throw some Jews in the oven, basically. So you know what, Mike Huckabee? Horrible. Fuck, thing. You.
1: fuck you. Fuck you, Mike you, you Huckabee. Fa- fuck
0: I know I'm not supposed to fat shame, but I'm not fat shaming. I just, he's just, he's a piece of shit. He's a piece
1: he's of a shit. He's a piece of shit. Shame on you,
0: Reverend. I'm sorry, I'm comparing him to shit. Yeah, I know, Reverend Al's a real problem, but I didn't, I must have missed that show where Reverend Al asked, talked about taking Jews to the fucking oven. Anyway, what a horrible way to end the show. <laughs> horrible. Horrible. Thank you, Dustin. Don't forget, we're on Facebook, uh, Snarky Democrat. We're on Twitter, uh, Snarky Demo, at Snarky Demo. Uh, here we are on SoundCloud,
1: and, and we're
0: brought to you wait by a minute, one last one. You uh, know, one last we're, one. We're on Tumblr.
1: We're on Tumblr now. Somebody
0: made a page for us. All I'm not, right. I didn't make it.
1: You didn't make it. A I didn't make it. A fan made, made it. Made a page. Thank you, fan.
0: Thank you, whoever you are.
1: Thank you so much.
0: And uh, finally, before we go, don't forget our our sponsor. That we wouldn't be possible without our pals from Gigmama.com. G-I-G-M-A-M-A. Gigmama.com for your all your live entertainment event. Needs. Needs. Live event entertainment Entertainment needs. needs. Do you need a DJ for your Sweet 16, a a band for your wedding, a comedian for your impossible mission? Whatever you need them for, gigmama.com's got it for you. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Snarky Democrat. This is my wonderful wife, Laura. I can't do it without you. I love you so much. I
1: love you. Mm -hmm.
0: Goodbye, everybody. Bye,
1: everybody. Till next week.